You're listening to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. The trade deadline is over. And it was hilarious because everything, not everything, but pretty well everything happened two days (laughs) leading up to the deadline. Now, we did have actually quite a few um, not late submissions, but late announcements, you could say, after noon Eastern time um, on Wednesday. But it was, yeah. it was really a very big lead-up to Wednesday at noon. As we saw trades, those started to roll in Sunday evening, went, of course, throughout Monday, throughout Tuesday, towards the OA deadline at, uh, at noon on Tuesday, and then the... Um, Full trade deadline going down January 10th uh, at noon as well. We are going to break it all down for you. We will look at the major moves, major impact moves made around the Ontario Hockey League. Some of the minor trades uh, may not get into, but of course we will look at all of the major names that were sent away um, to new destinations. And Saginaw is going to be involved quite a bit. Uh, of course, we'll talk about the Bulldogs and the moves they made. Um, no surprise, the Ice Dogs were very busy as well. Um, so, of course, we'll go throughout the uh, entire Ontario Hockey League. But, Colin, before we get to all the trades, I mean, let's just get your thoughts on just the, well, you could say the last, what, 72 hours, the last three to four days um, that we saw in this OHL trade deadline. Prices were high. Yeah, um, for, so for certain players and and certain deals. So so, what are what are your takeaways from the last three to four ish days? Yeah, the sellers market was through the roof. Um, for instance, I mean, in particular, I want to go look at the trade with North Bay Niagara, um, Bronson Ride. Um, Bronson Ride's a heck of a player, but when you look at that market with North Bay giving up all those picks in the day that they did seventh and eighth. I mean, that was dramatic to see a team like that. North Bay, um, for instance, they, that's a team that's really tried hard. Adam Dennis has done a really good job in that program. Um, and in my opinion, I think that they've tried, right? They're trying to get the OHL final. 2022, they ran into a juggernaut in uh, Hamilton, now Brantford. Um, last year, they had Peterborough blew that one. So they've been close. This year, when you look at the picks they traded recent, what they've done it's one of those things, well, when you see the seller's market being what it is, North Bay, well, hey, why not sell? They did not. Um, and now you're looking at when you trade those picks with North Bay, it's kind of either a conference final, OHL final, or bust season. If they don't make the if they don't make the finals, it's a it's not a failed season. But if they make the conference final, it's a 50-50 failed season, not failed season. I yeah. mean North Bay's done everything for that program. Adam Dennis has done everything. And this is just, hey, the last kick at the can here, boys, and we just want to get it done. We got it. We want an OHL championship. They've tried everything they can do, this uh, front office coaching staff. They've done everything they can in North Bay to really get a contending team there, and they have had a high-quality team there, but they just ran into some tough competition. So it's been tough. But North Bay, to me, I mean, in the East, it's like Sudbury's a wagon. Like, Sudbury's unreal. Sudbury's a team to watch. Oshawa had an underrated deadline. I think Oshawa's deadline, I think it was pretty good. Um, but it's just been interesting eh, to see what North Bay did. I was very surprised how quick they went into guys I thought would be there. But I guess, hey, 
they know better than us, and maybe they wouldn't have been there on January 10th, but so early and just surprised with North Bay doing that. And now with Robertson being gone, you're really going to have to ride that hand. So I was impressed with Niagara's deal there, um, dishing off ride like that. He was a quality defenseman in the entire hockey league, but that's a lot of picks North Bay gave up and a yeah. high-quality goaltender, in my opinion, going to Niagara. I really like that trade um, for the Ice Dogs. I thought that was a really good tone setter for them. They dropped the ball a little bit. Niagara, but it was a pretty successful deadline, I would say, for them as well. They got picks. Mm-hmm. They got players. They needed bodies. Um, that team's played shorthanded for two years straight now in Niagara. So that's another team where I thought they trended up at the deadline, so that's good for them. Um, they desperately need to. And uh, yep. high-quality talent, as we know, Mason Ray and uh, Callum Chanowski, two great players, um, just need the opportunity. And I think Chanowski has everything it can be to be a star defenseman in the Ontario Hockey League. He's just got to be developed. Um, he's well, one the of the fa- Family eyes. Yeah. Family eyes will be on him for sure. Well, and native as well, which kind of helps with that move a little bit. I'm sure he's pretty excited to, to be headed home. Yeah. Especially in Niagara, right? Like attendance hasn't been great this year at Meridian center. It's a great move for them. Um, get more bodies in the stands, um, more of a following in the Welland area as well, which I mean, Niagara area is huge. It's Niagara region's team, right? We've talked about this before. And when we had Darren Dauber on the team, the owner, of the ice dogs. Um, he mentioned that too, how important it is that it's Niagara regions team. So that's huge um, for the community as well. But uh, I guess that's my East talk. And quickly though, I want to talk about, um, I guess my thoughts are with uh, the West. What is the Flint Firebirds doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, why would you trade Braden Kressler to Ottawa and trade uh, Gavin Hayes to Sue and then get rid of those picks for kind of the same players. Like, what are we doing? So that kind of caught me off guard. I was very surprised. And now when you're looking at Flint, if Flint doesn't win a playoff round, that's a failed season for them. Like, in the in like, I know the Ontario Hockey League and the CHL is not like the National Hockey League. I never do this, really. I don't think I've ever done this before on the show. But other leagues, if you make a move like that and it doesn't work out, GMs get fired for that. Yeah. National Hockey League, if someone make if someone has a deadline like that and they don't and it doesn't turn out, they get fired. Um and this is a lot of pressure on the general management uh, management in Flint. Um so I'm very interested to see how this one turns out. Um but you know, like something like there's a lot of pressure when you make moves like that, Reese, like what do you do? Like yep. it like it falls back on front office, and if you don't win a playoff round. Why Why would you do that deadline? Why not t- keep the picks? So at this point, I don't understand that at all. Um, if someone does, yeah, please explain, because I don't agree with that decision at all right now. Um, I think Flint kind of rocked the boat a little bit at the deadline. Um, thought they hit turbulence, in my opinion. Um, well, I don't and, think it was a great deadline for them. Yeah, and I mean, you, you think about it. I It's close. I will say a lot closer than it was um, between the eighth and ninth spot in the Western Conference. Yeah, now we're looking true. at a one-point difference. Um, now, of, of course, as we record on, on Wednesday night, show releasing on Thursday, there are games going on, so this is subject to change. Um, but the gap between the Flint Firebirds, Sarnia, Sting, uh, even the Windsor Spitfires starting to creep up there. Um, and there's a five-point gap um, between the Otters and Firebirds. Um, not that that's a huge gap by, by any means, but I, I think it's very safe to say the Flint Firebirds will not finish higher than sixth in the Western Conference. Um, 
you know, you could even stretch that to maybe above seventh. Um, however, you make these moves and Oliver Peer being one of the players brought in at, in one of those deals where you're like, yeah, Oliver Peer, okay, yeah, good player. Me, you know, going back to that OHL championship in 22, Wardy, um, I was a big fan of Oliver Pierce. I thought he, he had a lot to offer to whichever team he was on. Um, for I just, I just, I didn't think his new home would be <laughs> in Flint, Michigan. Um, yeah. You know, like the Firebirds are going to have to go through Kitchener, Sioux, or London, or Saginaw. or Saginaw, depending on how the standings finish out. I don't, That's like not- I said, I don't think they're going to finish above six. So the highest matchup or lowest seed you could say they'll get will be the three seed if they get to sixth but you're, you're going against uh an ohl powerhouse what I are mean, the odds they win eight. not very good yeah at this point i mean obviously a lot can happen here but at this point i don't even think they get seven games in that series against any of those teams that you mentioned mm-hmm. um another thing i want to mention too is reese saginaw most aggressive team as expected hosting them cup you expect them to make the moves they did yep Absolutely. does it mesh does it mesh? That's the one question. I think out of the deadline, I think the best team on paper, and I don't think I kind of know. You might agree with me, Reese. Um, let me know if you do or not. With Saginaw, probably the best roster on paper right now. Uh, on, um, pa- on paper, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Like uh, like Beck, Donovan, um, those two automatically make your roster 10 times better on paper. Um, absolutely. You know, I like I th- Kitchener, though. Oh God! I mean, I've loved Kitchener all year, Dude. pretty much. Yeah. Um. You know, it's. It, I think a lot of people, and myself, will be included in this because I was the exact opposite last year with the Peterborough Peets. Is yeah, you. There is still the possibility to overbuy, have too yep. many stars, but That's in all question. honesty, and and pardon my language here for any listeners out there. That really means SFA when it comes to the regular season, if you're the Peterborough Peets of last year. They were the four seed, won the OHL championship. So when you look at that, and I'm sure Saginaw, yeah, it'll be, nice. a, it'll be a fight to get number one in the Western Conference. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, they absolutely have a chance to do it. It'll be a fight. But I think for them, with a roster like this, it's not about oh, geez, maybe they had a bad end of the regular season. Oh, how are they going to go into the playoffs and into the Mem Cup? Is it going to be St. John from two years ago? Whereas this year, I, you, it might, like I said, myself included, um, mm-hmm. about having the patience to be like, it's the regular season. They built for the playoffs and the Mem Cup. Let's, yeah. let's wait to see what happens. Yeah, trust the process a little bit too. Yeah. Um that's my question, though. Can this team mesh? I mean, that's the one thing I think you and I agree on. It's like Peterborough last year. They didn't mesh at the right time. Peterborough, they peaked at the right time. Um, Saginaw showed stretches. I mean, they won 10 games in a row about a couple of weeks ago before the break. That's huge. Um, they're showing positive strides. I think that that's a team there where if that team can mesh well, they have a lot of new voices coming in, a lot of high-caliber high voices coming in, high-caliber talent coming in. Sometimes that doesn't mesh right away. Um, that's going to be the interesting thing to see what can happen. Um, all of a sudden, for a guy like Jordan Donovan, you go, you're the one or two in Brantford. Now you go to Saginaw, you're the two or three. You know, can you accept that role? 
can you do that? Um, for what they gave up, absolutely, you can't do anything. I mean, yes. it's a ton. That's a deal that Matt Turk simply just cannot say no to. Um, but in my opinion, that's kind of the question about Saginaw. Can they mesh? They got all the talent in the world, but can they mesh? Um, I think the guys they got in, I mean, they've showed before that they can play well in their systems where they can play. I mean, Beck going through it last year at Peterborough, the exact same thing is huge. I think that's huge. He's been there before, right? So I think that's big. Um, One more team I wanted to mention, Reese, is the Sudbury Wolves. I love their deadline. Um, I I just flat out love the Sudbury Wolves right now, their deadline. I think they're the best team in the East right now, in my opinion. Out of the deadline, I think Sudbury's the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they've gotten a lot better than other teams. Um, Sudbury just Sudbury has all the goal scoring in the world. And when you look at the past champions in this Ontario Hockey League, it's always the team that can score the most goals win. Mm-hmm. You know, Bulldogs scored 350-some-odd goals in 2022. Um, they win the championship. Last year, Peterborough scores all the time. They win the championship. The teams that can score the goals win. And I think Saginaw, I mean, or Sudbury, Sudbury showed that. I mean, the game against Kitchener on the weekend, that was an electric factory. That team there, they just all of a sudden hit a switch and scored. That team gets off the bus, and they got five goals already on the scoreboard. You score five goals, you're going to win a lot of games. You know, usually you don't usually give up three or less. If they give up three or less, I mean, they're going to win games by multiple goals, and that's going to be that's going to be dangerous. They're going to be a dangerous team to play. I love Noah Van Vliet. He's a stud. I, you know, in Brantford, we were lucky to see him. Brantford Hamilton, such an underrated defenseman in this league. I mean, they gave up the right amount, I think, for a guy like Noah Van Vliet if they want to win an OHL championship. But I don't think there's any overpay there at all. Um, I know that. Some people think it is because Noah Van Vliet really isn't the sexy name. He's not a guy that's going to go out and light the score sheet up, but he's a guy that's going to block every shot. He And I have a story for that matter. Um, after the break in the December 28th game, the Thursday night in Oshawa, late in the game, Noah Van Vliet blocked five shots. And after the game, you know, we go down there, Reese, we talk to the coach, we talk to Jay McKee, we talk, get interviews and stuff for the post game. That watching Noah Van Vliet after that game with the ice packs on his shin behind mm-hmm. his leg in the hallway, just exhausted after uh, coming back from break and just the will to win um, is almost second to none in the league. Um, Noah Van Vliet's a star. Sudbury got a really good pick there, a really good player there. I really like Noah Van Vliet. I don't have one bad thing to say about Noah Van Vliet. He's a really smart kid, um, kind guy, um, great player. So, get on Sudbury for going out there and kind of, you know, yeah, maybe he gave up two seconds, but it's a great turnaround. I'm telling you, it's worth, you got to pay that price. Then Donovan McCoy, the leadership captain of Peterborough, um, still has another year left of eligibility. Um, He's a star in this league, uh, great person. And they went out and got two shut down defensive defensemen, which is what they needed. And um, also Donovan McCoy has a flair for the dramatics with the overtime goals as well. So, We'll uh, see if that translates to Sudbury, which I would be wouldn't be surprised if it does. And um, I love their deadline, Sudbury. I think they're now a a much more complete team, which is very scary because when we talked about it before, I don't trust. Quite frankly, I don't trust Mania to be a shutdown defenseman in the OHL against the other team's best. He's a guy that can run your power play, but I don't trust him to be that Van Vliet McCoy. Now they have that duo there that can shut them down and i think that's huge for the game especially against the teams like sue if you want to you want to get in the finals you have to go through saginaw sewer kitchener or london and that's those teams that are gonna have to be good defensively so that's huge for them yeah especially talking about a knights team that put a five spot up in the first period uh in sarnia on wednesday so um 
Sorry, Reese. Is that a team? Is that a team in London where I know they pick up Caleb Lawrence? Um, they do a couple minor deals as well with uh, more going to Barry for picks. Um, is that a team that really didn't have to buy? You look at that team, right? They're hot. They're red hot right now. Won nine in a row, almost about to be 10. Like, that's a team that's red hot. They're playing great. Um, they played great without Easton Cowan, without Oliver Bonk. Those guys come back. Uh, Alton as yeah, well. Yeah, nine in a row. Yeah. Yep. So they come back, and now all of a sudden, like, We'll be 10 after Sarnia. Yeah. So yeah. is that what we need to do? Like, no, is- I, yeah, I, I agree with you in that, in the sense that they really didn't need to do a whole lot, if anything. Um, obviously, they did um, a few minor deals, but um, they had the goaltending. That was an area they addressed before the season started. Bingo, um, I like that you mentioned that, Reese. Thank you. Yeah, they, um, y- you know, the the defense is there. I don't think there were any concerns about the way they play in their own end. Um, yep. And well, if, if they were concerned, then, well, they picked up a goalie that is more than capable of, um, you know, saving the defense if they make a mistake. So that that's perfectly fine. Um, and, and then up front, I think you really didn't have a whole lot to change either. Like, it, re- really, like we're looking at a team that's, Three points out of first. Um, could be only one playing their after best Wednesday night. Um, yeah, and they're in a stretch of of good hockey right now. I think it also too. You look at it as why would we screw up a team that's currently on a nine game win streak or change yeah. anything that it's on it for a team on a nine game win streak right now? And I'm, I mean, uh, of course, you can always try and add as many stars as possible. Again, sometimes it doesn't work. 2019 Ice Dogs. Um, sometimes it does. 2023 Peterborough Peets. So it's it's really about finding that in between where, yeah, our team's great. Do we really need to add? And if we do, who's the player for the Knights? I think they're closer to we didn't really have to add, but there were some minor deals that intrigued us, so we did those. And that's, Absolutely. I think, kind of where the Knights were. Um approaching noon on Wednesday. So um, let's get to the major deals that we saw Colin and we'll go back a few days, of course, because we haven't spoken since 2023. Um, and, and that begins a deal between Peterborough and Owen sound that happened January 2nd. Uh, so Sam McHugh, Connor Smith go from Peterborough to Owen sound kind of showing you what Owen sound uh, was going to do this season. Uh, Nico Addy, Martin Matichek and an Owen Sound third rounder in 2026 uh, go to Peterborough in return as the dismantling of the Peets continues uh, with this deal. Um, Colin, it was kind of interesting with with Owen Sound. Uh, yeah. um, uh, their front office essentially saying the market was was too high for certain players, and that's why certain deals weren't made. Um, I mean, this is. This is a big deal that you make early on ahead of everybody. This kind of set the tone, you could say, even though it happened eight days before the trade deadline, eight, nine days before the trade deadline. So um, it's it's a deal that I like for Owen Sound. It's a deal that Peterborough needed to do with the amount of assets and young players they need. Um, So, I mean, it's kind of one that, that started things off that worked out, I think, for both sides. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of interesting, right, to see how Owen Sound went about that and hearing seeing that quote come out from Owen Sound about how 
the market, the seller's market was just too steep. The buy and to buy it was just too hard to do for them where they're at, which is kind of interesting to me because then, hey, I guess we build for next year. Smith can be back as an OA. Is he going to make your team as an OA? Maybe, probably. Um, you traded a lot for him. You traded a first round pick for him, which is big, right? Addy and Addy really never got the opportunities for a other first round picks are getting around the league, in my opinion. When you look at like Kitchener, Cameron Reed gets chances. Kitchener's a damn good team. Um, obviously, Brady Martin's gonna get chances in Sue. Um, Aiden Young obviously goes to Peterborough as well. Um, basically, a quarter of the draft is all uh, Peterborough Pete's now. Um, basically, we're gonna when we look back at that draft, we're gonna call it the Peterborough Pete's draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good move for Peterborough, but yeah, McHugh's a player. Smith's a player. I like Smith. He's big, tough, rugged defenseman, kind of what fits Owen's sound system, what they want to do. Um, but yeah, you trade a first round pick and you trade Matejchuk, who's got opportunities there. Um, kind of a steep price, but I just don't think Owen sound really felt confident in making that extra move like other teams do. Great move. This is a buy for Owen sound 1000%, but I don't think it's a confidence to make another big move. And I don't think Owen Sound can do that. I think all you and I can agree on that, Reach, where yeah. Owen Sound's a good team, but they're not in that mix for they're the not Sag, in the, the London. Yeah, they're not the elite West. tier. Yeah, exactly. Um they're closer, they are closer to the Flints, the Eries, Owen Sound in that group. Um yeah. in the mid middle uh to yeah, the mid yeah, the midwestern conference, I guess I could say. Yeah. Uh, next up, um, Saginaw getting as many picks as possible, getting ready for the two, three days before the deadline. Uh, Dean Lucas goes to Mississauga, sixth rounder in 2024 from Kitchener and a 2027 ninth rounder um, from Mississauga go back to Saginaw in that deal. And and like I said, Colin, that's just kind of setting Saginaw up to make sure they have some picks yeah. for some some later on moves. So. Um, more yeah. of a minor deal, but, uh, I mean, but, I think it's, it's always tough when you, you, you're hosting the Memorial cup going for a championship, but you unfortunately have to have to ship someone out. And you know, what's tough, you know, what is the most heartbreaking thing about this trade? Dean Lucas being a local kid. Yeah. Having a chance to play for his hometown team and then getting shipped out. Um, at least he's going to a good situation in Mississauga. Um, but that's devastating, right? Like he was playing high school hockey um before this before he went to Saginaw, you know, where of course he's a hard working player. It's just it's tough, right? And it's just a numbers game. We see this every year. The Mem Cup hosts up you upgrade their OAs throughout the season. You sign a guy like Josh Bloom like that. Um and by the way, Josh Bloom was put on waivers or released his rights from North Bay. That's why yep. he signed that's why he could sign anywhere and preferably probably Saginaw for their reason to play longer. Um, and the only way he'd probably get sent back. But, yeah, it's tough for Lu- see Lucas go like that, but great opportunity in Mississauga, and Mississauga's got a leader. Um, and Mississauga's trade deadline was definitely interesting. Uh, next up, and we should be used to this by now, Colin, uh, the LeBlancs got traded Close your again. eyes and say it. <laughs> like, so, and, together, so Andrew and Jacob LeBlanc, uh, move on from Sarnia along with Phil Manis. Um, they head to North Bay and North Bay's biggest move um, pre-deadline. Um, yeah. Boatload of picks. Couple of players, Carter Kostic, 
um, and Alex Kajgovic go to Sarnia. Peterborough third in 2024. Saginaw fourth in 2024. North Bay's fourth in 2025. Windsor's fifth in 2025. Barry's fifth in 2026. North Bay second in 2027. So, well, really the biggest deal um, to date then on the sixth, um, and you can kind of put it as the biggest deal, one of the biggest deals of the whole deadline itself, um, but, but again, it's interesting because the, the LeBlanc's being moved again. Um, however, having a very successful season in Sarnia, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on from Niagara definitely did help them. Um, Vilmanis, a nice compliment to add with, with the LeBlanc's as well. So those are three very solid players. And like you said, Colin, a North Bay team that you absolutely have to reach the conference finals after the deadline and after the way you've kind of presented your team. Um, and obviously you could stretch that to the championship as well. But so, you know, this is kind of a way to, to kickstart that and, and, and make it known that you're going for it again. Absolutely. And Reese, you know, all about that with the 2019 ice dogs, right? Um, Oshawa did that deadline, which is kind of like what they did this year, Oshawa, right? Where you build for the next year, but you can be good this year as well. Right. Yeah. Well, as yeah. compete. Niagara went all in North Bay goes all in If North Bay doesn't win that feeling losing in the second round to Oshawa and Niagara wasn't great. I mean, quite frankly, that sucks. Um, there's no worse feeling than that. Um, and that is what the situation with North Bay has on their hands. In my opinion, man, like if North Bay doesn't like if North Bay doesn't win, like if they don't make the conference final or don't make the finals, I guess the finals is the line because they keep going to the conference final and yeah. just can't get over the hump. And they've tried. Um, don't get me wrong. They've had great talent. Like the they've Raptors tried. and LeBron before they went to the exactly. finals. Exactly. Hey, that game Tuesday night was an absolute joke. The All NBA, right, Wardy, is, oh, Wardy, let's not get into that. The NBA is a dying sport because of people that get calls like LeBron James, the most overrated athlete of all time. So, anyways, um, I just think that North Bay they have to get through that. They have to. They have to get through the conference final. They have to make the finals. This, this year's got to be the year, or. You know, you got a lot of tough questions to answer. And you know all about that recent on 2019 with Niagara, right? Like locker room cleanout day after expectations are higher than what you have did have done are always tough. And it's a terrible taste in your mouth. It's terrible to have to talk about it um, on locker room cleanout day. So if you're North Bay, there's a lot of tough questions to be answered if they're not successful this year at the end of it, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you because it, there's – Niagara has yet to recover. Now, there are more reasons than them selling everything they ever had and for, buying everything for four get. players. There's a lot more that has gone on, but um, from a standpoint of giving away some of the future, not giving away, trading away some of the future, as well as future picks, that could lead to three to four tough years at the Garden. So we'll Absolutely. see. See what goes on there. Um, next up, Braden Kressler goes from Flint to Ottawa, along with North Bay's third rounder in 2024 and London's 10th rounder in 2024. Uh, 67 send back Flint's third round pick in 2024. So, you know, Flint, you got it back. There you go. Uh, Kitchener's third in 2024. Ottawa's ninth in 2025. 
Sue's second in 2026, and London's third in 2027. And this was the first move for Flint where, and Colin, when we saw it, we're like, yep, okay, Flint's on the, on the road to selling. This is what we expected. Ottawa, this kind of fits nicely. Kressler's a very nice piece for the 67s. Um, no future players or no young players given up. However, a nice, um, nice amount of picks going back to Flint, but, um, you know, for the 67s, it's about them showing they're going for it as well, adding as much as possible. And of course, this is at the time for Flint, um, showing that they are getting rid of the veterans and, and the older guys and trying to get picks and get younger. Absolutely. Um, for Flynn, I thought, all right, perfect, perfect, great deal to set yourself up for next year. Yeah, you know, now now trade, uh, now trade Gavin Hayes, get a player, build for next year, right? Let guys get opportunity for next year, and uh, try to be a good team next year, be a powerhouse when the West could be wide open, um, next season. So that's what I thought, but did not happen, obviously. And I thought that was a good deal for Ottawa. Cresser's an underrated player in this league. Um, I think he's a really good hockey player. And I think for Ottawa, that's a good move. Obviously, tough to see Denoso go. We'll get to that after the next deal but um, that they made because that kind of put Denoso on waivers that lasted, honestly, for a minute. So I remember te- I sent a message in the group chat. Denoso's on in our group chat that we have, and I was like, Denoso's on waivers. I was like, never mind. He got claimed by Windsor like a minute <laughs> later. Yeah. It's literally the shortest waiver time you could have, um, which is hilarious. And it was not part of the trade, which is another thing that's kind of funny, right? You can't yeah. just throw in there. Obviously well, the amount the amount of crazy. trades Windsor Ottawa made, you're like, okay, could have made it one deal, but all right. Um, yeah. So so let's continue on with Flint then, and then we'll get to Peterborough in a second here. Um, as that Gavin Hayes trade did in fact happen, Colin, um, he goes to the Sioux, joins his younger brother, um, Connor Clatton. Cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, going from Sioux to Flint, Connor Clattenburg, Alex Kostov. Saginaw's third rounder in 2025, Sue's fifth rounder in 2025, Sue's fourth rounder in 2026, and Sue's second rounder in 2027. From Flint standards, from our standards watching Flint, yes, these two moves. Great start. Yeah, great Great start. Great start. Hell of a deadline. Heck of a deadline, guys. Great job. Keep it up. (laughs) Captain Obvious. Trade deadline <laughs> award of the year. Flint Firebirds lasted yeah. for 30 minutes. Yes. And we will get to that, that award back in a minute here. Um, Peterborough continues um, the yard sale. Uh, two separate deals. Sam Maye goes from Peterborough to Ottawa. Um, Ottawa's second in 2024. Sue's third in 2027. Ottawa's fifth in 2027. Go back to Peterborough. That other deal, Jax Dubois, goes from Peterborough to Kingston. Love that Flint's pickup. Second rounder in 2025. Guelph's third rounder in 2026. Windsor's fifth rounder in 2027. Go back to Peterborough. So six picks, two players out for the Peets. What team doesn't have a Flint pick? <laughs> no kidding, eh? Every It felt like every other trade was a Flint pick involved, and it wasn't them, which is funny. And they, even though they were busy, but it was interesting. Um Great deal for Kingston. I love that Dubois pickup. I think Dubois is great. I think he, um, I, I really like his game. But the one thing is with Dubois, 
what, what he brings to the table is he brings that leadership and he brings that skill ability that they need. So that's big to push guys like Ledwinski and Soto, right? And Kingston, good for the Troy Man system. Um, uh, I just wanted to mention, though, with Kingston, uh, Maddox Collins uh, with that move, right? Goes on waivers. Um, don't think he signed yet. Local guy for me. I just want to give a shout out to Maddox. Um, hopefully that's not the. Hopefully that's not his junior career. Um, great player, great person, um, heck of a golfer. His brother's a heck of a golfer as well. Yeah. But um, I just want to mention that. Hopefully it's not the end for Maddox. A great player, great person, and uh, hopefully he gets an opportunity here um, somewhere. But all the best in his uh, future endeavors. Um, and I had just had to do that. You know, that's the worst part about the trade deadline when you. That's the worst part about the trade deadline. It's tough. It hits close to home for me being a local guy. Uh, Maddox is, but um doesn't matter where you're from. Or That's the worst part about the trade deadline. Every single year there's an overager that hits a waiver wire, or hits some hits unknown status halfway through the year, their last year of junior hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably one of the saddest, worst ways to go out. Um, and uh, I just want to say, like, it's – hopefully all the best and um, hopefully gets another opportunity this year because that would, that's, that's heartbreaking. Um, And while we're on that topic, Reese, uh, another big one as well. And this isn't, um, this is definitely important. We had to talk about this. Ethan McKinnon with the London Knights. Um, That's just sad. Like it's too bad. Um, I tell you, I got a concussion in grade nine and affected me till grade 12. Um, It's tough. Uh, and you know it's kind of hard. It's hard to talk about because like, it's one of those things. You're you're a kid. You're growing. You're developing. And you know, hear these fans talk about, um, like yelling at players and stuff. And they won't. They don't know what the player's going through off the ice, right? Like nobody knows. Like no one knows. And like we, everyone just knew Ethan McKinnon was out for a long time. Um, and that's something where I hope, um, all the best down the road. I hope he's able to recover from that. Um, I hope uh, I'm glad. Like I hope he gets all the resources he can get. I know the OHL and the Knights will be uh, there for him with those in that category. But um, heck of a career, honestly, Ethan McKinnon. It's it's heartbreaking. He's he was such a good player. Um, it really is a heartbreaker. So um, Ethan McKinnon, heck of a career. All the best. He's on the Knights player development side, but yep. man, that sucks. Like that's that. Like I remember when I saw that on um, Tuesday. That just breaks your heart, eh? Like, yeah, that sucks. Like it, it's horrible, and you never want to go through that. Um, you don't wish it on anybody. It's very unfortunate that they had that he has to go through that. Um, and all the best, best of luck. Um, in the player development side, whatever you do, um, all the best, and uh, hopefully a quick recovery and a safe recovery. Um, in that, but definitely had to mention that one as well. No, absolutely. Yeah, and thank you for doing that. Yeah, cuz that's not not a trade, but but an important It's the most part important the, uh, news. Yeah. An important thing to say um or something important that happened. Um that's yeah. for sure. Um all right. Back to the trade list. The Barry Colts getting in on the action. Jacob Frasca um and a Kingston 8th rounder in 2024 going to Sault Ste. Marie. For Brendan Sirizotti, you could consider Brendan Sirizotti's rights. Um, Flint's second in 2024, Kingston's fourth in 2025, and Kingston's third in 2026. 
Barry is on the road to a rebuild, that's for sure. Jacob Frasca, uh, the first one to be moved out of Barry. Yeah, good deal for both sides. I re- I like Sue's deadline. Hayes and Frasca, that's a nice ad. Those are mm-hmm. nice ads. Um, there's there's still a heck of a hockey club there and Sue. They didn't get worse. They got a lot better, um, as to be expected when you buy. Um, but not always, as we know. Toronto Blue Jays. Um, but yeah, great yeah. move. Frasca's a heck of a player. And a good return as well for Barry. Here's the one that we thought Niagara front office was a bunch of geniuses. Uh, Bronson ride goes from the ice dogs. Don't to tell North Twitter. Bay. Yeah, no kidding. People will, people think I'm insane. Um, yeah. Ride goes to North Bay, Charlie Robertson back to Niagara um, in move. return. So at the time, three goaltenders, although they, Actually, technically, still have three right now. One they have the rights to, so two on the ice. But um, Robertson, Saginaw's ninth in twenty twenty four, North Bay's third in twenty twenty six, North Bay's fourth in twenty twenty six, North Bay's third in twenty twenty seven, North Bay's fourth in twenty twenty seven. So no second round picks given up. However, you still get two thirds, two fourths. Um, throw in a nine and a great goaltender. Um, Niagara, I think, stole that one. They they Big won time. that trade, I think. Big time, mid-loaded. Um, good, good depth picks, what they needed. Um, hopefully, they don't go around and throw them away, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, Windsor and Flint and the buying, question mark, started for Flint after two selling moves. Maybe not buying. Maybe not buying is the best move, but or best word. But Roberto Mancini goes from Windsor to Flint. Yeah, Brantford's second this year, and Flint's third in 2027. Go to Windsor. Um, hmm. During the break, here's my answer to that. During the break, I am going to read um, and see if Flint has any media availability or anything. Any quotes from this week? I want to know what the thought process is behind this. Yeah. That's all I got on this. Yeah. I don't get it. You're not beating Saginaw. You're not beating London. You're not beating uh, Sault Ste. Marie. You're not beating Kitchener. Yeah. You're probably not beating Guelph. Um, yeah. And it's not even about getting Mancini. It's about giving up a second and third. Yeah. What are you? Right. And I get it. It's not theirs. Branford and Flint. I guess yeah. it's theirs. But still, you need the picks. If you're in a rebuild, you need uh, the most kicks at the can that you can get. And then uh, hopefully hit the lucky. Hopefully hit the lucky ace. Yeah. Uh, next up, Ottawa and London. Caleb Lawrence goes from the sixty sevens to the Knights. Knights send back an eighth rounder in twenty twenty six. Typical uh, London deal. Brody Crane traded again. Uh, goes from Niagara to Guelph. Guelph sends a sixth rounder in 2026 back to Niagara and this is Niagara's indication to get even younger as well. Yeah, um, it just didn't work out in Niagara for Crane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he was out for out. a bit too in the lineup yeah. as well, so that was kind of tough, but maybe third times the charm you could say London Niagara now now to Guelph. Good spot. Yeah. Um and then here comes the waivers with Max Donoso from Ottawa. Of course, Windsor claims him. Um, then a deal between Windsor and Ottawa. Um, Ian Micheloni goes from Windsor to Ottawa for Ottawa's 12th in 2026. So 
Micheloni being the replacement for Donoso and is the backup for Colin McKenzie moving forward. Also another trade between Windsor and Ottawa. Jacob Millette goes from Windsor to the nation's capital. Ottawa sends back North Bay's third in 2024, Ottawa's fifth in 2025, Ottawa's second in 2027, and Ottawa's third in 2027. Um, nice haul of picks for the Windsor Spitfires, and the Ottawa 67s pick up a, pick up a nice piece. Absolutely. Um, nice steady OA, right? Good hockey player, good for Ottawa. Um, good, great player for the Cameron system as well. Um, when she wanted to add that, and um, I like the deals for both sides. Windsor need to do what they're doing, and uh, Ottawa need to do what they're doing, right? Ottawa need to get better. Ottawa needs to buy this year. It's one of those things needs and wants, right? Yeah. They needed to. They need to buy Ottawa, right? Quite frankly, they were the favorite in the East at the beginning of the year for a lot of teams, or for a lot of people. So, um, they had to do it in a good hockey trade, typical junior hockey trade there. Uh, here's the big one that everybody kept waiting for, and it was a matter of who's going to waive their no-trade clause. Um, Owen Beck from Peterborough to Saginaw. Saginaw sends Aiden Young. Ottawa's second in 2025. Ottawa's third in 2026. And Saginaw's second in 2027. You could say the biggest catch this year at the deadline uh, finally moved on January 8th. Absolutely. Um, great return for Peterborough first off. Aiden Young's a heck of a hockey player. Um, great kid, great player. Owen Beck, I mean, saying I need to go out and get the big guy. Quite frankly, when you're hosting them cup, you got to go get the big fish, and they got that. So um, great deal on both sides. Next up is the big one between Brantford and Saginaw. Jorian Donovan goes to Michigan for Barry's second in 2025, Barry's third in 2025, Ottawa's third in 2025, Owen Sound's second in 2026, Saginaw's third in 2026, Mississauga's fourth in 2026, Saginaw's third in 2027, and Saginaw's fourth in 2027. Uh, like you said, Wardy, this is one that Matt Turk really couldn't pass yeah. up. You can't say no to that. Um, you can just not say no to that. With the O fours, I mean, going into the deadline, right? When you look where Brantford is in the standings, obviously you'd expect the buy. But looking at it, last year they got the picks, they got players, and but the the system. We've heard about the process now for about a year and a half with Matt Turk and Coach Jay McKee, right? The process. It's a process to build. Um, I think I love what Brantford did. I love what Saginaw did. Um, in this trade. Um, but Brantford, I mean, for their aspect, what we know, I mean, personally being with the team, like this was going to happen with Donovan. We talked about this in October, November about Donovan trade, Donovan trade. We, I mean, no fours, you're not going to be back next year in Brantford. Brantford's years next year and the year after that to be a championship contender. They believe they can change. They believe that this year, if they could retool, build for next year, but also build for this year through mm -hmm. younger players, um, they believe that they can get two good years, two championship caliber years next year and the year after that um, to be a championship contender, which making these moves clearly show that they can be that because they have a lot of picks in the toolbox and um, they have a lot of good talents, uh, talent aboard now as well um, for next year and the year after that and for this year as they've shown uh, on Wednesday afternoon on the 10th with the Lavoie trade as well. Yeah. 
Um, let's head up north. The next three trades involved the Sudbury Wolves, so let's go through them all together. Um, first of all, they acquired Donovan McCoy from the Peterborough Peets, Caden Taylor, and Sudbury's fourth in 2027 go back to Peterborough. Sudbury then moves Jabril Toure to Windsor. Windsor sends back an eighth rounder in 2025 and Flint's third rounder in 2027. Sudbury then acquires Zachary Giroux from the Flint Firebirds. Sudbury sends Sue's third rounder in 2026 and Windsor's third rounder in 2026. So the Sudbury Wolves finally getting in on the action um, as they are involved in three trades, all or one on the eighth, two on the ninth. Yep. And honestly, great moves. Um, great moves for them. And uh, Torrey, it's a good opportunity as well. And Windsor to be the number one guy, um, be a leader. Flinch, and you look at it this way, right? The half is glass half full for uh, Torrey and Windsor, right? One, you get to finish the year there. Um, playoffs, likely not. 20% chance they make the playoffs at this point. Yep. Okay, you don't make the playoffs, but you turn pro, um, which is another which is the glass half full, right? Develop this year, turn into the best all-around player you can be here in this second half of the season, and then you get to turn pro in April. Um, and you'll get to play for Belleville a little bit there in Ottawa's farm system because uh, Belleville's struggling this year, and uh, he'll find a spot on that in that 5-6 spot on their blue line um, come April. Uh, next two trades involve actually next three trades uh, involving the Windsor Spitfires. Um, we've kind of already given our thoughts on Flint, so we won't really get into the first one too much. Um, Oliver Peer goes from Windsor to oh, wow. Flint. Flint sends Kitchener second in 2025, Barry's third in 2026, Peterborough's third in 2026, Barry's fourth in 2027, Mississauga's 11th. In 2026, that was kind of a curveball there, you could say. Yeah. Um, next one, Windsor and North Bay hook up on a deal. Pasquale Zito going back to Windsor, going back where it all started. I like um, that. Along with North Bay's 15th in 2025, another curveball there. Um, Windsor sends North Bay uh, their 15th rounder in 2025. So I guess there you go. Um, Ottawa's fifth in 2025, and Ottawa's third in 2027 and then the spitfires would then send aiden castle across the border to saginaw for saginaw's 11th in 2026 Good um, on windsor i was gonna say windsor did one heck of a job with all of these three deals yeah you know what i love how windsor normally i'm not a fan of going th with the three oas um when you're selling like that i like to give the opportunity to the younger players right the extra roster spot um for a 17 year old but I love this opportunity for Zito if he plays. I love this opportunity. Um, where it started, you're familiar with the city. You're familiar with the team, the organization. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of changes since then, but yep. um, familiar with it, and that's huge for him. Um, then his junior career like that on a high, that's big. Tardia gets the opportunity, right? Denoso gets the opportunity as well. I love this OA assignment and what they did in Windsor. I think that is low-key underrated at this OHL deadline, what Windsor did. Um, I love what they did. Normally, I'm not a fan of it with the three OAs, um, let other guys develop on the roster. But with this situation, I love it. Um, great move by Windsor. Great deadline by Windsor, for that matter. Uh, next up, Niagara Ice Dogs send Daniil Sobolev to the Brantford Bulldogs. 
Callum Schnowski, Mason Ray go the other way to Niagara. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Schnowski, of course, being the Welland native, so he goes back home. Um, but him and Ray, essentially, this is an opportunity for them to get regular minutes on a team that's Absolutely. out of the playoffs right now at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Um, and for Daniil Sobolev, it is Artem Grushnikov 2.0. Uh, maybe a exactly. little bit shorter, but that, that's essentially what he's going to bring to the table um, to the Brantford Bulldogs. Absolutely. And that's what Brantford's been saying all year that they need a guy like that. And they got it. Yeah. Next up, Mississauga Steelheads. They send Xander Vecchia uh, to the Guelph Storm. Guelph sends back Sudbury's fifth in 2024. Kitchener's third in 2025. Guelph's second in 2026. And Guelph's fourth in 2027. Um, and you may have thought that James Richmond kind of showing where Mississauga is going this year. Um, still going to be very, a very competitive team, not really a sell off, but just, uh, maybe get younger move. You could say absolutely 100% agree with you. Um, good move for both sides and, uh, for Guelph, it's nice, right? Guelph has a player that comes in in Vecchia. You can play in that third line, third line spot, which is huge. Uh, for Mississauga, they get picks and they get to build for next year. Yep. Uh, Flint Firebirds then send one of the best names this year in the league, um, Graydon Strohack, to the Peterborough Peets. Flint gets back London's third in 2025, Peterborough's fourth in 2027, and Peterborough's fifth in 2027. And this is one you could kind of say, oh, maybe Flint redeemed themselves and got some picks back. Yep. Yeah, you get some picks, but uh, you already turned. You already gave up so much, and you got a lot. Like yeah. you know, like you gave up more than what you got. I think in that situation, yeah. for sure. Um, and even the next one I thought was a little puzzling. Um, the rights to Anson Thornton go to Niagara along with Barry's twelfth this year. Um, Niagara sending back Sarnia's fifteenth rounder in twenty twenty four this year. Uh, of course, this year, 2024. And he played defense. Um, yeah, year. like, like were, we, were they doing Marty a favor? <laughs> and, it and must have been. That? It must like, have, honestly, that's the only thing I can think of. It's got to be It's gotta be a uh, favor here for Barry. Um, there's no other way around it that's definitely a, f- a favor for uh, Barry. Uh, next up, Brantford Bulldogs send Noah Van Vliet to the Sudbury Wolves. Uh, Owen Pratt's coming back along with Flint's second in 2026, Kingston's second in 2027, and Flint's third in 2027. Van Vliet already paired with McCoy and Sudbury. Um, have no issues with that pairing at all. That is, that, that's going to be a fun D pairing to watch. Great move. Great move for both sides. Um, that's not an overpay. I know some people from uh, Sudbury are around the league too. We're saying that was an overpay. No, it's not an overpay. You got a veteran defenseman. If you want to win a championship, you need a veteran defenseman. I know Prots is a heck of a player, um, but you need a veteran. You need a guy that's been there before. I know Van Vliet's been there. He's been in the Memorial Cup. Um, so in that matter, I love this trade for both sides. Great move. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, a pretty minor one. Won't get into this one um, too much, but uh, – Colin, I remember trying to go over this name beforehand. I just want to make sure I get it correctly here. Justin DeZoti. Yep, DeZoti goes to Sue. Yeah, yeah it goes to Sue. Sue's 10th rounder in 2025 coming back. Um, that was one I was struggling with all before the show. 
So there we go. Yeah. Uh, next up comes Kitchener's big deal. <laughs> Colin's laughing at me when I said that. Oh, there um, you go. Edward Soleil, Olivier Savard goes from Barry to Kitchener. Kitchener sending Kyle Morey, Blair Scott. Ottawa's fourth in 2025. Saginaw's fifth in 2026. Saginaw's second in 2026. Kitchener's fourth in 2026. Kitchener's third in 2027. Windsor's third in 2027. Brantford's fourth in 2027. Niagara's fifth in 2027. So Marty Williamson just stacked his picks up with that deal. Yeah. Great move for both sides. Great deal for both sides. Peter or uh, Barry needed that move. Barry needed that move where they get a lot of picks and get players at the same time. That's a bonus. They got two for one. Um, well, two for two, basically. But uh, you know what happened here? Kitchener. Mike McKenzie goes in his office, right? Puts his feet on his desk and says, hey, all you people that did your power rankings at the beginning of the year, take that take that like your report card in elementary school to the fire before your parents get home so they don't see your failing grades. Man, that was uh, me. Big time. And that, everyone's done it. Everyone's done it. Um, and uh, not the greatest example for the kids there with that quote, but um, everyone's <laughs> done it. But um, – you know, that's just Mike McKenzie saying, hey, take your uh, preseason things and shove it shove it right in the fire because um, great move for both sides. Kitchener showing that they're going for it. Savard's such an underrated pickup in this trade. I mean, you know what the guy with Salad, you know what you're going to get, right? You know he's a heck of a hockey player. You know what he's done at the next stage. But Savard's so underrated in this deal. Great mm -hmm. move for Kitchener. Um, and uh, I didn't think Kitchener needed to do much, to be honest. I really didn't think they needed to do much. You know, I I know I thought they were going to be connected to uh, Vilmanis before he went to North Bay. Um, I thought for sure Vilmanis was going to be a kitchen ranger, one thousand percent. I thought, and then North Bay slides in with a power offer there for the Blancs, and that just sorry, and it's like, well, there you go. Um, but uh, great move for Kitchener. Uh, great move, and this is the big guy. Um, massive move. Uh, next up, Ice Dog's back at it again, and he kind of had to figure something was up, whether this man was going to get sent back to Junior B hey. or, or what have you. But Charlie Burns from the Ice Dogs to the Otters for Sue's 10th rounder in 2026. Would it be a trade deadline if, if the Ice Dogs didn't make three or four trades? I nah. think, hey, here's a, here's the question that we should do. I think that it should i don't even think it's a trade deadline so the trade deadline in my opinion goes from january 5th or right after the roster freeze i guess yeah. from january 2nd till the 10th it's basically that 8 days long yep um if niagara doesn't make four trades in that span it is not a trade deadline no. at this rate with the new ownership it is not a trade deadline if the Niagara Ice Dogs do not make at least four trades. I'm being completely serious right now, so I'm kind of trying not to yeah. laugh. But it's not a trade deadline if they don't make four. Yeah. And just as we're talking, recording the show Wednesday night, you have to feel for Denoso, who's getting lit up by the spirit right now. Um, I just saw goal number seven go in as, as we talk right now. So that's... Momentum, man. I hey, mean, that's, that, that's Saginaw. That's why they added... Yeah. Well, here's a story. Here's a story for every rebuild team. And um, last year, not um, being with the Bulldogs, but last year the Bulldogs traded 
pretty well every single top six player they had at the deadline. And they did pretty damn well with the, and I mean, their head, their coaching staff is incredible. And Jay McKee, um, proof of why he should have been team Canada's coach of the world juniors. Um, this year, this past year for the world junior team, because he would have been perfect for that team. Yeah. But, um, the first game the Bulldogs played after that deadline, they got smoked to Sudbury. And I remember reaching out in that press box in Hamilton thinking, are we going to even make the playoffs? We were in like fourth place at the time. <laughs> it's like, are we even going to make the playoffs? The team actually got better. Um, yeah. Win losses actually got better after the deadline. So keep your heads up, be excited. Um, the first week or two might be rough, but I'm telling you, when trust the process, trust the process. Your team is a smart team. If you're a Windsor fan, like you guys were a wagon the last two years. Yeah. Like, do you really think you're going to be bad two years from now if you're Windsor? Your track record's pretty damn good. Yeah, um, if you're a Spitfire so. fan, like you've been lucky. Um, growing up, a Spitfire fan. If you're a Spitfire fan, growing up, you are lucky. For me, being a London fan, right? Like I was. I mean, you didn't make the playoffs. You're devastated, right? So, mm. you know, you're lucky. Um, that's just, it's going to happen, you know? And you got to take your, you're going to take your beatings early, but I'm telling you, it's going to get better. And I uh, I just think you got to send that reminder out deadline time because that first couple of games, yeah, they're rough, but I'm telling you, it could get better. Trust your coaching staff. Trust the process. It takes time. It's a brand yeah. new system for half the team. For sure. Uh, all right, next up, Gulf Storm send Zachary Sandu to the Oshawa Generals. Oshawa sends back Mississauga's third in 2025, Oshawa's fifth in 2026, and Oshawa's ninth in 2027. Um, and Colin, you had alluded to it earlier that uh, Oshawa had a quiet but good deadline. Yeah, cool. they did everything uh, and this they is one of those moves. Exactly. They need. They did every single thing they needed to do. Um, Great deadline for them. Great deadline. Uh, next up, Mississauga and Peterborough hook up on a deal. Peterborough sends their 15th rounder in 2027. Um, William Haley to Peterborough from Mississauga. A little bit of a minor deal. Um, Windsor and Guelph just swap picks. That was interesting. Uh, Brantford second in 2024 goes to Guelph. Guelph sends their fourth in 2024 as well as Brantford second in 2025 london sends william moore to barry barry gives up their fifth round pick in 2027 next up gavin yules goes from ottawa to flint flint sends a third rounder in 2025 and a peterborough fourth rounder in 2025 again kind of know our thoughts on flint's deadline here Yep. Um, and then to round things out, the Niagara Ice Dogs send their captain Zach Lavoie yep. to the Brantford Bulldogs. Brantford sends Flint's third in 2025, Brantford's third in 2026, and Brantford's eighth in 2025. You know, I'm uh just to have fun. Ring ling ling, ring ling ling. Dave Branch calls the Niagara Ice Dogs. Are you sure you don't want to make a move? Okay, hold up. We'll make a move. Um, you yeah. had to end it with Niagara making a trade. Um, that's hilarious. I just find that so funny. Like Niagara is involved in the last trade of the day uh, of the year, I guess, too, for the season. So that's just that's just fitting. Um, but all in all, in all fun, Niagara had a really good deadline. Um, 
I really like their moves, and um, they were positive moves for them. This is an interesting trade, though. They gave up a lot more for Lavoie. Obviously, he's younger. He had a lot more term at the time, so as expected. Mm-hmm. But um, great deal for both sides. I mean, Brantford, I went, I went over the depth chart already on the forward side of things, and it's actually pretty good. It's actually better um, pre-deadline. They're actually better up front. And yeah. the, the back end as well, it's really not that big of a downgrade um, points-wise either. So um, that's going to be interesting to see how they work this out here. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's that bad um, looking ahead here. I really don't. All right, Wardy, we're at the hour mark. Let's get into the power rankings here and 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 wrap um, on this year's edition of the Trade Deadline Show. Um, Where we talk for an hour and, straight about every team's trade. Yeah, because we time. do. Um, so let, let's let's just go with ours because we are a little bit later on on the league's power rankings. Um, yeah. So let's start. Number five for you, Wardy. Five for me is the London Knights. Um, London's a powerhouse. Um, and I I think they didn't have to do what they had to do. I don't think they had to go all in and buy. Um, I think they had a really good roster. They announced the signings of uh, Wooly and Van Gorp for the full rest of the season. Van Gorp's been an amazing on the penalty kill. He's puck hungry. Not as skilled, but he is skilled at the same time. He's very highly skilled. But um, Van Gorp reminds me a lot of Denver Barkey. Um, and where they're puck hungry, they always win pucks for their size. They always win pucks, which mm-hmm. is huge. And then Wooly, I mean, I've loved Wooly since his draft year being with the Quinny Red Devils. Um, he was on that good team there in Quinny a couple of years back. Big kid, strong defenseman, um, eats minutes for him, uh, great penalty killer. And uh, that honestly could be an ad for them in itself, um, having that. So London 5. Um, for me, um, I'm all West this week um, in, in my top five. Um, number five for me is the Guelph Storm. Um, nice. They have built themselves a very nice cushion between fifth and sixth place and, you know, getting themselves into the um, upper class of the Western conference. Um, I, I still think they have a little bit to go to get to Kitchener. Um, however, I put them um, near Saginaw, near London, um, even near Sue's tough, just the way Sue's played all year. Um, yeah. I'm not saying they're with them. I'm saying they're near them. Um, but they've snuck into my top five, seven, two, and one in their last 10. They've been rolling, um, two wins in a row for them. Power play penalty kill are all great numbers. Um, I mean, they've had a lot of practice on the penalty kill 503 penalty minutes, um, which looks like it is third most in the Ontario fourth most, um, in the Ontario hockey league. So, um, they've played well enough to, to put themselves into, into my top five. Absolutely. Uh, well picked for sure. We got at number four, Wardy. Four for me. I think it's the team in the East that's did that had the best deadline, the Sudbury Wolves. Um, I think Sudbury is a powerhouse. I really like Sudbury, and um, Sudbury's four for me. Uh, number four for me. <laughs> it's really hard not to like to not choose Saginaw for this spot, um, because of their deadline. However, um, let let's see the results now. Um, I. I I agree that they're probably getting a lot closer to the to the number one, number two, number three spot. Um, they've been four or five really for quite a while, Wardy. Um, at least yeah. for us, anyways. Um, 
and you know it's just it's it's now about you have to get the results from from this team so um they they're number four for me um and it's 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 very close they're very close to to breaking through the top three absolutely um 100 for me uh i'll actually say my third because third three for me for the fifth straight week is saginaw spirit for five straight weeks now my picks have been the exact same my top three um and i think saginaw it's like you mentioned reese i want to see what they are i'm not it would be easy for me to rank them number one right now because of the deadline what they had all the picks they gave away and all the players they got yep but at the same time for me the best team so far until today and today basically is feels like the new season in the Ontario Hockey League and um, feels like the actual second half of the season. But um, for me, I want to see what they have. And I don't think it's fair that I have them above Kitchener and Sault Ste. Marie as of yet. Yeah. No, I, I, I see it the same way. I'm with you, man. I, I see it. They have to physically tie yeah, I and see pass it for two them. Weeks. Yeah. I got to see it for two weeks. Absolutely. Um, my top two change, my top three change, I should say, um, dropping to three is Sue. Um, and, and that's not to say that they haven't, um, like they put themselves there. I don't want to say that. I think it's just a matter of what the Knights have been able to do. Um, you you know, I, I, I still like Sue. I still, um, am a big fan of their team, big fan of their back end. Um, points wise, they have been passed by the London Knights. Tied, right? They've been passed. I'm I'm counting after Wednesday because oh yeah, yeah, London's gonna take care of Sarnia. Um, yeah. like London now has the same amount of wins as Kitchener. Um, at 27, two more than yeah. the Sioux, and that that's a that's a big number for me. The fact that they've won ten in a row. Um, so I'm I'm going with the Sioux Greyhounds at number three. Still a great team. Easily could have been anywhere in the top three, but Sue drops um, just because of the amount of results I've seen from uh, from London. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, London's been a powerhouse the last two weeks, right? They haven't lost a game. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, for me, too, is the Kitchener Rangers. Um, I'm still rolling on the same train. Um, I like Kitchener, um, but in person so far, I just like Sue better. Um, and I think with getting Gavin Hayes, and uh, getting who they got at Sioux, and they got character. They built well for that roster. Yeah. And um, for me, I have Sioux one, Kitchener two. I love Kitchener's deadline as well. I love those two deadlines. But um, I just go Sioux, Kitchener um, one and two. Uh, and yeah. the rest follows three, Saginaw four, Sudbury five, London. Yeah, uh, for me, I mentioned London's two. That, that's already. Kitchener's still number one. They've got the highest um highest point total um tied for the least amount of regulation wins actually and it's amazing to see um four teams actually have the same amount of regulation losses um that being Sudbury Kitchener Sioux London Saginaw of course minus what happens on on Wednesday um with with Sudbury in a close game with Mississauga but um Kitchener is still is is still on top um you know, the the goal differential, I will say, um, has gotten a little bit tighter. Um, a lot of teams are starting to creep up on the amount of goals that Kitchener scores. And, I mean, we talked about it earlier, Colin. The um, the OHL champion, oh, they can score a lot of goals. Um, and they are, they should be, you would say, 
um, within the top three, four teams in goals scored in the Ontario Hockey League, um, minus the Niagara Ice Dogs in 2019, who scored the most by far and ended up losing in the second round. Um, that's just that. That's the way I see Kitchener. They continue to be one. Um, so Kitchener one, London two, Sioux three, Saginaw four, Guelph five for me. Perfect. All right. Well, that was a long hour segment. I don't think we. I think we've maybe done two or three shows where it's just been one segment long. The deadline, the deadline, you got it. The deadline, I think we just got to do it. Yeah. I think we just got to go right at it. Um, it's like right, it's like riding the bolt or the rodeo. You just got to hold on as long as you can. <laughs> Don't ask how. Just hold on for dear life. Um, no. Um, That's a Delhi saying. Oh, yeah, it is. The Delhi, Ontario. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know what? I, uh, it's funny. All week, Sunday at the Bulldogs game, I was talking about this. We did the post game show live there um, from Civic, and my throat has been killing. So I've drank like two waters and a tea during the show. <laughs> it just kills right now. My, uh, I've been feeling it for the week in my throat, so it's, it's getting better. But yeah, I'm really burning right now. Eh, we're all good. We got through it. Um, won't make you suffer That's any longer. Um, Fans, we hope you enjoyed this year's edition of the trade deadline. I mean, it was fun for us, refreshing Twitter. Oh, there's a trade. Oh, there's a trade. Oh, there's another trade. Oh, okay. I got a story for you. On Jan, on the 9th, so Tuesday. Now you forget what days it is, too, because the deadline just happened so quick. But on the 9th, I I was refreshing Twitter. You know when you refresh Twitter too much, it breaks for like 10 minutes? Yep. Mine Good one, Elon. Yeah, mine broke for 10 minutes. And it's like, no. And then, like, a minute later, um, that's when Noah Van Vliet got traded. So it's perfect for oh, us geez. Bulldogs. Like, yeah. Miss it, so that was good. But, yeah. Uh, no, we yeah, uh, fun week. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, we do appreciate you tuning in every single week. We will be back to our normal days next week. Don't worry. We will be back to our normal Tuesday slots at 7 o'clock. Um, just due to Colin's throat hurting due to the trade deadline kind of made a little bit more sense to have it later on. Oh, yeah. week. So, um, yeah. again, you know what? sorry, up? sorry. I just got one more thing. Title of this show, the week you love to hate. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. I'm down. We love the deadline, but we hate it at the same time here. I, I got to make a note while we're still on here. So I remember that <laughs> the week you love to hate the week. It's we so love true to hate. It's so true. Every OHL fan uh, and everyone in the OHL can relate to that. Yeah. You love it, but the anxiety of it makes you hate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, give a shout out to Pete's updates here. He's absolutely correct. Some certain teams, fans, might not be a bad idea to grab a program the next time your team hits the ice and try and figure out yes. who exactly is on the team. Now. Name tags. Hi, yeah, my name is. <laughs> Hello, my name is. The refs might need help with that. The real yeah. slim shady. <laughs> what my name is? What my name is? Let's end it there. All right, everybody, enjoy the weekend coming up, and we will chat again on Tuesday evening.